The Sharks had a lead for like a couple seconds. Uh, but then the Panthers do what the Panthers do as the Sharks is five to three. So we'll talk about that. Uh, the best and worst thing I saw tonight um, and Daniel Gushin. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, proudly a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everydayer, all you got to do is just follow on wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube as well, or do both. Both is great. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the Sharks' 5-3 to three loss to the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Daniel Gushin, um, William Eklund not having the greatest game, and just what has come of this team. So um, let's start out with kind of the big takeaway from this game. And we saw the Sharks kind of crawl back into this game, a game which was very, very choppy for the first half of the game. And then Florida Panthers kind of picked it up and then the Sharks kind of responded and the Sharks actually took a lead and they had a lead and, you know, they were down two to one, scored two goals, took a three to two lead. Um, but the Panthers being a, you know, defending Eastern conference champion, um, loaded with veterans in their window, uh, they did what good teams do and they found a way. And you saw these sharks who have, not had much experience holding the lead this season, right? Uh, after winning two games, and you can count the other times on on one hand on how many times they've actually held a lead at some point in this game uh, this season. Um, you saw that they just do not have the confidence and do not just have that mentality of how to hold a lead, and that's to be expected, right? These guys have basically for the past couple of seasons lost a lot of games and it's that kind of doing the little things and winning you know winning hockey um it is a hard trait to learn right it is a hard um skill to kind of grow and possess it because the only way you can do it is by doing it and the sharks just have not been in a position to develop that skill of kind of playing winning hockey and protecting a lead so um but i mean i i would say there was some good things to take away from this game um you know with, with the way that some of these guys played um and like you you see you see some of the talent especially from the young guys and uh william Eklund did not have the greatest game if you look at his analytics if you look at his hockey stock card it wasn't a great game but you still saw the flashes from him right um great play you know where he makes a a Beautiful stretch pass to set up Mikel Granlin um, on a breakaway. And, you know, Mikel Granlin, he just can't bury it there. Um, you know, like plays like that, right? And kind of there was some up and down play from him. And, you know, he got hit by uh, by Lombard and was missed a couple shifts. And we collectively had a, a panic attack as Sharks fans seeing him playing on the fourth line. I think that was just to get him out on the ice because Hoffman had kind of jumped up on the first line to take his place for a little bit. Um, 
but these are going to happen, right? We we know uh, growth and development is not a steady, you know, curve up. It is there is going to be ups and downs, and how do you respond? And again, you're playing the Florida Panthers. That 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 hurdle line was matched against the the top line of the Florida Panthers for a good chunk of the night, and it's that Florida team is a very good team. We saw kind of the same thing when the Sharks played Vegas, right? Um, we'll get into the numbers here in a little bit, but um, that, that top line is really, really good. Um, you know, with Barkov and Reiner and like those, you know, and you have Kachuk and Sam Bennett and Carter Verhege, like those are, that's a deep, deep team of very skilled players. And um, like, you're going to, this is a learning step for Eklund is, continuing to kind of grow and develop so um yes one bad game does not make uh you know a season for Eklund so um Sharks play the Blues on, on Thursday Blues are playing much better but um they don't have the same depth and talent uh, at the top so I think this will be a I would expect a bounce back game from Eklund right every time we've seen Eklund kind of maybe have a little bit of a down game we've seen him come back and have a good game so far this season so I kind of expect the same thing from him but um some of the players who I thought did play well um you you got a point to Tomas Hurdle who's been continuing to kind of string some good games together had a goal tonight um Fabian Zetterlin his line mate uh was I thought played pretty well for the most part. There was a kind of a couple of miscommunication things um, between him and Eklund that actually led to one of the goals, but um, Zettelin did respond, you know, especially in the third period. Um, he set up the uh, goal to hurdle to give him, you know, the winning goal for a minute, at least, or, you know, put the sharks ahead for a minute and, Zettelin did play hard down the stretch and um, you, you can continue to see Zettelin kind of growing in that confidence and um, that, you know, good to see from there. Um, I thought Kalen Addison, who's again, the hockey stats aren't going like the stat cards, not going to say he had a great game, but you can see the confidence starting to grow with him. as he's starting to kind of get more comfortable and learning kind of what guys are doing and, you know, just kind of getting his feet, especially after uh, the trade and, you saw, I thought he made a really nice play kind of coming down the line, um, coming down the wall and kind of nice little play to find Carpenter who was behind the net and almost scored there. Um, and even at the end of the game when they're down two, um, Addison did have a couple of nice plays and you could see like, okay, like the offense is starting to run um, through him and he's just getting more comfortable with it. I think as uh, more reps in that situation or more reps with the the guys, I think you'll see Addison kind of what you're, you're hoping to get from him as, as the season goes on. So um, I got to tip my hat to Luke Cunning, uh, who is, Definitely been in the crosshairs on this podcast, but uh, scored another goal and he scored at the greasy goals that Luke Cunning is known for scoring goals. And that's what he does for this team. Um, and he did it again tonight. And I said, Luke Cunning plus 550 goal scorer on Twitter today. Hopefully you, uh, hopefully you listened or at least, you know, uh, thought hard about it. But, um, you know, Cunning's been, I, I still think he's, 
not a second line player, but I think he's a great third line player. Um, and we'll, there'll be some interesting decisions as guys stick around and come back. Uh, we'll talk about Daniel Gushin here later on this episode, but, um, I, you know, Luke Cunning, it looks like he started to come back from his knee surgery and kind of getting back into shape uh, with it and being able to contribute. And he, he plays hard. He sticks up for his teammates. And I can see why the guys like him. Um, again, I know he can be frustrating at times because, uh, like, you like on the penalty kill, he just misses able to kind of get in a, uh, you know, clearing the puck and then uh, Kachuk finds Verhage for the goal, right? And that, that's kind of uh, puts the Sharks, uh, puts uh, the Panthers up four to three right there. And, um, you know, it, it just, or that ties the game, excuse me, sorry. Um, but again, it's just the Sharks just don't have the, the depth and the quality players to play a full 60 minutes unless you're getting, um, a monumental performance out of Mackenzie Blackwood. And I thought Blackwood played okay tonight. Um, he probably wants a couple, maybe at least one of those goals back. I think um, there was the one that got tipped, which I could, I can get it. But at the same time, it's like, I think, I don't think it was, uh, it wasn't Blackwood's like best game. And of course we're not going to get amazing games out of Blackwood night in night out, because that's just not fair to ask from him, um, for what he's done for the sharks this season. Um, but again, I think it was more of an average game from, from Blackwood. Um, and when Blackwood's not playing an a game, you need the other guys to step up and the sharks did. We did see better offense out of them scoring three goals. We saw a little bit more zone time and zone pressure from them. Um, but again, when you have a lead and then you don't take another shot for like nine minutes or whatever it was like, um, that's that's how you lose games right there. So uh, we'll dig into the numbers a little bit more here, and then we'll get into the best and slash worst thing I saw tonight. Um, but before we do that, I do want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Uh, the Sharks could maybe score 50 goals as a team combined. Um, they could win the draft lottery. They're well on their way to that. Um, and you could win bid by playing daily fancy hockey on sleeper, the official daily fancy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fancy sports and especially daily fancy hockey because with sleeper, you can win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Um, all you have to do is just pick some of your favorite players, whether it's all-stars, superstars, uh, guys like Conor McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, McKinnon, or some of just your favorite players. Um, slip repeat, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, Daniel Gushin, as long as he's out there, um, Mackenzie Blackwood, whoever, um, and just record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Uh, again, Mackenzie Blackwood over saves. Just keep picking that. So you'll probably do fine. Uh, to win a hundred times bet on sleeper, you need to per- correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win a hundred times your play money playing daily fancy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right. Um, before we dig in numbers, 
want to let you guys know Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Day is here for your 24-7 coverage, uh, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. So let's think of the numbers um, and what they say. And like the Sharks did a pretty solid job, at least for the first two periods of kind of playing with with the Panthers and kind of getting quality chances. So, uh, but then the third period, we saw the Panthers kind of put the, the their foot down in the, you know, um, put this game away, but um, shot attempts 55 to 33 uh, in favor of the Panthers, um, which was much better than what we saw last time these two teams played. Um, actual shots was at five on five was 29 to 17 in favor of the Panthers. High danger chances was 10 to eight in favor of the Panther Panthers um, scoring chances, 29 to 17. Um, and then expected goals for 2.06 to two in favor of the Panthers. So um, again, pretty for the most part, like the Sharks kind of hung in there, especially what was a really choppy game until the third uh, kind of middle of the second period where the Panthers really kind of put their, you know, was like, okay, we got to do something here, but then you have to kind of give it to the Sharks who fought back in this game and took advantage of, they got a couple power plays um, and, you know, Again, they they it was very much a quality over quantity for the Sharks, and that's been kind of their their thing the past couple seasons. Um, under David Quinn is quality over quantity, especially when it comes to shots. Um, but let's let's dig into the lines, and the lines are going to be really funky because they uh, not how they started or how they started and how they finished were different. So, um, first line was Eklund, Hurdle, Zettelin, of course. Uh, then we had Gushin, Granlin, and Cunning on the second line to start. Um, third line was Sedina, Sturm, LeBanc um, to start. And then we saw Hoffman, Carpenter, Giovanni Smith. Hoffman quickly took LeBanc's spot. And um, we'll talk about LeBanc here in a little bit. Um, and then I think Zadina played a little bit on the third line, on the fourth line too, as they were trying to scramble things around here. But um, so we'll kind of mainly focus on, on the top three lines in here and how they looked. Um, so the line that actually played the most five on five at the time was the Gushin Granlin Cunning line. Uh, they played 1304, um, eight shot attempts, gave up 16 um, actual shots. That was four to five. So a lot of block shots in there. Uh, thanks, Luke Cunning. Uh, expected goals four was 0.29 to 0.51. Five to six scoring chances, uh, one to two high danger chances there with one five and seven defenses and start sets. Again, they gave up a lot of shot attempts, but like the meat of the numbers, that line wasn't too bad um, there. So the Eklund Hurdle Zettelin line played 1134. Um, shot attempts a little bit closer at 8 to 12, but the actual shots on goal was 1 to 7 um, in favor of the Panthers. Did give up a goal 0.08 to 0.63 expected goals for. Uh, so tough night for this line, which has usually been kind of the backbone of the Sharks' offense, um, at least for the past two weeks. Two to nine scoring chances, zero to two high danger chances with three, five, and two with the zone starts. So mostly neutral zone starts. Um, 
the Hoffman Sturms, the Dina line played four twelve, uh, two to seven shots. Uh, there's shot attempts two to four for actual shots. Uh, point zero four to two point two two expected goals. Uh, four one to five scoring chances. Zero to three high danger chances. Um, and then. Zadina Sturm LeBanc played 346, 3 to 3 shot chances, 3 to 1 actual shots, um, but 0.15 to 0.03 um, for LeBanc. And then um, the Hoffman Carpenter Smith line played 325, 4 to 1 um, shot attempts, 4 nothing actual shot sets. And then they did have the goal, which Mike Hoffman getting his first goal of the season. Uh, good for Mike Hoffman. <laughs> Expected goals for the line 0. 0.58, the best. Uh, out of all the lines. So um, with the, the lines, right. And it's very much rearranging chairs, uh, deck chairs in the Titanic for the most part, but um, LeBanc, who's, I, I think he would declare probably coming back for Thursday's game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's LeBanc um, is the guy who is scratched um, because it feels like LeBanc and Hoffman have very similar roles, right. Of kind of being the scoring presence on a line. Um, we, but we know that those guys aren't really going to be much. On, those guys aren't going to provide the penalty kill and Hoffman plays on power play one while LeBanc plays uh, on power play two, if he gets in. Um, but LeBanc only played 648 tonight while Hoffman played 1629 tonight. And it, I think it was a little bit one of Hoffman's better games in Teal. Um, not, you know, a, not counting really the, the goal, which was nice goal. Johnny on the spot puts it in, but I think Hoffman was a little bit more active tonight than what we've seen from him the recent games. So um, I think it's it's Hoffman and, and LeBanc. It's probably going to be one or the other, especially with Duclair coming back. So I would expect uh, LeBanc is probably going to be your healthy scratch on Friday's game. Um, we'll talk about Gushin here in a minute, um, but. Yeah, uh, with with the four lines. The defense is pretty interesting because uh, Addison actually led the Sharks. And again, I know they were playing in catch-up mode at the end of the game trying to score uh, two goals. But he played the most at 12.59 with Ferraro right behind him at 12.52. Emerson, who I thought had a, a decent game as well, um, he was at 17.52. Ahochuk, who I a little bit more of an up and down game from him um, at 1843. Ruda at 1807 did get an assist. So good for him. Um, and I thought he made a couple strong plays as well. And then Vlasic playing 1247. So um, just keep an eye on that one here going forward. Uh, I think we can kind of maybe figure out who might be the scratches in the next game. Uh, Blackwood though tonight, like I said, not his best night. 30 shots uh, against 26 saves uh, goals against gave up four expected goals against was 2.81. So negative goal uh, def- expected goals, which I haven't seen too, too many times from Blackwood, except for when the Sharks are getting blown out 10 to whatever um, high danger saves, 11 shot high danger uh, shots against made nine saves uh, eight mid dangerous, uh, seven uh, actual saves and then low danger shots, nine, and with eight saves there. So again, I don't think it was Blackwood's best night, uh, kind of more of a, you know, B night from, from Blackwood compared to what we've seen from him this season. So, um, Turks play 
they have kind of a weird, so they play on Thursday and they have a couple of days off. They don't play again until Monday. So I wouldn't be surprised if Blackwood plays. Uh, then the Sharks play three games next week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So maybe um, we might see a couple, like a couple games of Blackwood here. Um, unless he's maybe feeling it a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if Blackwood's back out there on, on, on Thursday. So uh, we'll continue here in just one second. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up over wins whenever they do happen and losses and who sits and who starts and who's paired with who and why is Equin playing on the fourth line. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have. And today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis or Viagra. And this is possible because we're friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. Um, I order most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also order an antibiotic kit, so I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you love would like to get peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medicine, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. All right, so let's finish up with the best thing I saw tonight and the worst. And I think you guys know what the best thing I saw tonight, and that's Daniel Gushin. Um, and specifically, just the creativity and the one, we know the one play, right? Uh, if you watch the game, I'm screaming down the right side. Um, he's got a defender right on him. And instead of just trying to like backhand it in, and it's probably going to get defended by, you know, this the defender's got defender a great, Great positioning, right? Perfect stick um, placement, like everything. We we that's perfect defense right there. But Daniel Gushin, who's too beautiful for this world, being the creative player he is, goes for the behind, like the between the legs, um, to get a shot off. And no, it didn't really hit the net, and it, you know it was kind of inaccurate, but. Just that creativity, right? That is that is something you don't you can't coach, right? That is him just being creative and trying to do problem solving, right? Um, talking to our, our friend Hattie, who one of the big things is how do you problem solve and how do you you know figure something out? The defenders got perfect defense. You still were able to get a good quality shot off. Um even though the defender had perfect defense, like instead of just, you know, trying to cut to the net against a bigger defenseman, right. Who had perfect positioning um, and nothing's going to happen. You're probably going to get the the puck knocked off or just going to the boards and you're going to get, you know, swallowed up in the boards. You did something creative. And we saw that from Gushin several times tonight of just him being able to kind of find pockets of space, um, had a really nice, really great shot with Luke Cunning, uh, who is below the goal line, which I don't know why, like, I love when the Sharks set up behind the goal. Like, 
that seems to be their best way to get offenses. We've seen it with Eklund. Uh, we've seen it with Hurdle. We've seen it with Zeto. Like we've seen it with these guys, and it seems to be their best way to create scoring chances is setting up behind the goal. Um, but Zeto, uh, Gushin, wide open, great shot, and then Solars just made a great save. Solars kind of has the Sharks number, right? We, if you go dig into his numbers, he really plays really really well against the sharks but um Gushin, three games has played three points an actual point per game player in the nhl um i i know they're gonna have a little bit of a decision with duclair coming back here soon um and they're gonna have some more bodies coming back especially in the blue line but he provides Gushin provides a pop, and the Sharks need a pop right now. And I, I think he played really well tonight, and I'd like to see him continue to get a chance. Um, Granlin, I, I don't think it's, you know, we saw Granlin probably have one of a, his better games tonight. Playing, and Gushin was on the line. Like, if you put Gushin in, maybe what I would do, what I would do, I know the, the hurdles that are in Eklund lines played really well. I would put Duclair on that line, put Zettelin on the second line with Grandless. He'd have a um, Hurdle, Eklund, Duclair, um, Gushin, Grandlin, Zettelin line. Cunning on the third. Uh, if you want to go Zadina, Sturm, Cunning, or Hoffman, Sturm, and then, you know, kind of figure things out from there. But, um, Gushin's going to make it very hard, I think, for the Sharks to send him back down. And he's, Played really well in the AHL, and I think he wants, he deserves a a long. If it's not right now, he will get a good long look because um, it, the game just doesn't look too big for him. So, um, and the worst thing I saw tonight um, is Vlasic. He has been a, a ongoing theme, but Vlasic. I, I think the ice time tells you the main story with Vlasic, right? It's just he is not trusted um, to play big minutes for him anymore, and. He's already been a healthy scratch once this game. And I wonder if I know can he, you know, you have a lot of these young guys between Kanishoff and Addison and Emerson. And like you, you, you gotta try to get these guys in there and playing consistent minutes because that's the only way they're gonna get better, right? Um, and Vlasic might be heading to the box, press box here for a little bit. And I I Again, I know Burroughs was a healthy scratch tonight. Um, Benning, I think, is is on schedule to be back here soon. Um, but you're like, would you rather play Ohochuk or would you rather play Vlasic? Because I think Ohochuk's played pretty well. I think his his games kind of started to come along the past couple games, right? Um, and the tripping penalty, which was a soft tripping penalty, but like Vlasic, you are known, you are known for your stick positioning um, and just being in the right place at the right time. And that's not a smart penalty to take. Um, yes, bit of a soft call, but like you can't put yourself in that that position um to take that penalty um uh, because guess what happens uh verhage scores literally 20 or you know 30 seconds later and then that ties the game like and then the wheels fall off for the sharks uh this team just cannot make these mental errors and 
I'm interested to see what the shark is question for bigger for another day, but what do the sharks do with Vlasic going forward? Maybe that's a question we can dig into tomorrow or sometime soon. Um, so that's going to be it for me tonight. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, figure out something to talk about. Um, then we'll also cover the blues game on Thursday uh, night. Um, and then got some interviews lined up, got some good stuff coming for you guys. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course uh, you can watch on YouTube as well. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at lockdown sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fry hole until tomorrow. Bye friends.